Are you often overwhelmed by your daily tasks? Do you feel like time just slips away and you can't catch your breath? Do you need better systems and routines in your life to help you keep on track? Well, join me as we chat with experts in executive function, brain and behavior and wellness to discuss common barriers to success, explore helpful strategies for improving your executive function skills so you can find balance and joy in your life. I am Lauren Eckert, an expert executive function coach, owner of LifeSolve Coaching, and the host of the LifeSolve podcast. I am so glad you are joining us today as we set aside a few minutes to find calm amidst the chaos. Your future holds endless possibilities, so let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. We are so excited to have Emily Bodigal joining us today. Emily is one of our fabulous team members. She's been with the company for a number of years now, and she is the director of our student programming. So, Emily, welcome. Do you want to just take a minute to introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about your journey with the LifeSolve team? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. My role, as Lauren said, is the Senior Director of Student Programming, and I'm an Executive Function Coach at LifeSolved. I've been with the company for over five years now, starting as a contractor and then joining the team full-time. Absolutely love it. Prior to working with LifeSolved, I've always worked with youths, with elementary, middle, high school students and their parents. I was in a dropout prevention program in the DC public schools. I've also worked with the special education students, making sure that they had access to individualized support. My background, I have a master's degree from Johns Hopkins in school-based counseling and my bachelor's in sociology and women's studies at University of Colorado. Awesome. And I'll just say just on a personal note that Emily is like my lifesaver. <laughs> she <laughs> helps basically helps me run this company and she's amazing with the parents. She's amazing with the students and also helping me manage all of the coaches on our team. So I'm so excited to have you on. And when we were chatting about what should we talk about? What would be a really good topic? We thought, let's talk about summer and how to make your summer successful, how to handle some of the challenges that we hear from parents and from clients about just the summer slump that they get into, right? Around not having a routine, not being organized, feeling just like things aren't getting accomplished. And so we thought we would talk a little bit about kind of how to keep that rhythm over the summer, still having a break built in because we we know that our students and our adults need to catch their breath and to relax a little bit. But there are some ways to keep a little bit of a rhythm and a routine going to make your summer still meaningful and not a backslide into old habits. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing that we see is that parents especially say, oh, my kid needs a break from school. We know that they've worked hard, but what does that break look like, right? That doesn't mean that we can just lounge on the couch on our iPad for 12 hours a day and not do anything. So how can we have that structure and that those healthy habits built into our summer? Yeah, and I think... For example, I always think of our college students, and there's also this element of they're so used to how they've been doing life for the last six months. (laughs) This happens on winter break, too. And then they come home, and they really do need a break, right? I think there is kind of an understanding for the first couple days that you're back to just like sleep and unpack and catch up. And, And even for our younger students, the school year ends, and it's I need to catch my breath. I, we, I, we totally understand that. I think what we notice and what we see start to happen is it's hard to 
then get back up into a rhythm. And when there's not all of these really tangible to-do items, like my history project and my homework, it's really kind of hard to get your student or even yourself back into a rhythm. We wanted to talk a little bit today about just consistently keeping some healthy rhythm and routine while creating enough balance that we don't have your teenager doing something every single minute of the day (laughs) for the entire summer. So did you want to share, we like to call our non-negotiables, it's like our go-to phrase for how to keep just like a baseline routine when things are a little chaotic. Do you want to talk a little bit about how we use that phrase or that term with our students? And then I can talk a little bit about how our adults (laughs) might incorporate that in their summer. Yeah, absolutely. So that's like our foundation to creating a routine and structure in our lives, right? Or what are those non-negotiables? So things like if you're signing your kid up for summer camp, if your kid has a doctor appointment at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays, right? These are the things that they cannot be shifted. Those times are set in place. This is when I have to leave. This is when I need to be there. This is when I come home. Non-negotiables, right? The negotiables are more of those flexible. I really want to go out to dinner, but I'm not sure what day. Or those non-negotiables can even be like, I watch The Bachelor every night on Monday at 8 p.m., right? If this is something that you have set in stone, Put those on your schedule first, whether you're going to use a Google Calendar, an iCal, or you just put an old-fashioned white piece of paper and you create your hourly schedule. Have those down so that you can then see your time and know what else you can plug in, right? Your gym, even though it is something you really want to do, is a negotiable, right? Because your time can shift unless you're taking like a spin class, right? So that's really where I encourage people to start. And to do that, especially with your young students and your young adults, have that conversation with them. Don't just create a schedule because that's just going to get pushed back, right? So having those conversations around what do we have going on for the week and then allowing them to take ownership and maybe practice putting in what those non-negotiables are so that you guys can see what time you have available for everything else. Yeah, I think when we were talking before we started, you mentioned expectation and kind of this Mm -hmm. mismatch of expectations. And I think that's really important. And where we see one of the biggest discrepancies over the summer is the parents often assume that they've communicated or it's just like obvious what these expectations are. And the student is just assuming that this is my break for the summer. And so when it's not a week that they're on vacation or at camp or doing something really structured, There is a mismatch where maybe the parents go to work and they come back and they're like, wow, you haven't moved. (laughs) And the students, well, yeah, why would I have moved? This was my day. So what you're describing, having a weekly checkpoint, I even recommend of like getting that calendar set for the family. What are the things that we have on the schedule this week? A fun thing to do is to think of maybe one day a week over the summer that you guys do something organized as a family. Maybe it's an outing or a movie night or just some activity where everyone's expected to be there and participate, but also build in that free time and that relaxation time and the video game time or whatever that downtime is that your student is really craving and hoping for over the summer, but making the expectations really clear. Yes, you can have downtime. You can sit on the couch for a little bit, but these are the three things every day that we need from you. Your bed needs to be made. You need to bring dishes down from your room and you need to walk the dog every day. What are those non-negotiables? And let's make it really clear so there's no confusion. And giving a little bit of structure for your student is also going to help them because it doesn't feel good to them when they just have nothing to do. And after the first couple of weeks, that's going to get really old really quickly. So I think having that 
really putting in on your calendar. What are the things that we have to do this week that have set times? What are the things we'd like to do that would be fun as a family? And also asking your child, what would you like to do this week? I really want to go do this or this. Great. Let's plan it out and plug it in. It doesn't have to be overly structured and every minute of the day is accounted for, but it gives you all a starting point to say, these were the things we had agreed on as a family. And then yes, the rest of it is free time or the rest of it is time for you to do what you want. Going on what you were saying about those expectations, and I always think about especially those high school and those kids coming home from college and especially those young adults. I always tell the young people I work with, my mom was like the ultimate nagging parent. Like on snow days or summer days, she would leave us a list of things to do on a post-it note, right? But they never, she never said like (laughs) when it had to be done. Like it was kind of a, oh, go to the grocery store. All right, I'll just do it at nine o'clock at night. So having those conversations with your young people to say, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z each day. I want it done before I go to work. But I think also setting these realistic expectations to say, okay, you're home from college. I want you up at 9 a.m. every single day. Is that realistic for your college student? If it isn't, then maybe you guys can come to an agreement. But I think a lot of times there's the lack of communication leads to those escalated situations at home, right? And your student doesn't always know, you know, they come home, they think that they're going to get a week or two to relax. You're thinking they're going to get a day or two to relax. And then you're just watching them just lounge and you're picking up after them. Or as one of my clients said, like changing the sheets in every single room because he's just moving from like room to room, right? If that's something that you don't want to deal with, communicate, but also give your child some things that they need to get done during the day as well. If a student is out in mid-June and they don't go back to mid-August, that is a long time for them to relax. And then that also makes mid-August miserable for you as a parent. I think the other thought that I would suggest to parents is if you are avoiding this conversation because it has always led to a blow up, right? Like you bring up like video games and you're, you and your college student get into a battle. My suggestion would be, and something that we've seen be really effective, is give them choice, right? Like, Johnny, I really... I'm so glad that you're getting a chance to relax. I know that it's really important for you to play your video games and do ABC. Here are two or three things that I would like to see done over the summer. You can have choice in this. You can add to this list, but I'd really like you to have some meaningful projects or meaningful things you get done. Maybe it's like organizing in in your room or thank you notes for graduation or whatever it is, but having that conversation and then giving them a choice, giving them a say and acknowledging that you guys are maybe starting at different points, right? But you have the same goal, right? You want him to enjoy his summer. He wants to enjoy his summer and there's a happy medium. So I would just say giving your students some choice in the matter and allowing them to pick from maybe some options of things or what they might prefer to fill their time with. And then also really giving them the space to just chill if they need to and just relax. Because in the same way as adults, we need that recharge time. So do they. Uh, I think that autonomy really helps build those self-advocacy skills, right? That's what helps them learn. Telling them what to do doesn't always help them, right? But giving them that autonomy to say, I have an hour free block or seven hours of free block. What can I do that's somewhat productive, but also getting done what I need to do, right? And that helps them build a schedule and build their own routine, but also translates when they go back to school to say, 
okay, I know that I have these two choices, which would be best for me at this time. That's such a good point. Cause I think we forget that this is like a practice ground, right? This is not <laughs> when they're in college or they're home on summer break and they have these long chunks of free time. That is the absolute best time to be practicing these executive function skills because it's easier to stay on task when every hour of your day you're in class or you're moving from thing to thing. But when your whole day is open and you only have two things to do, it's hard to get it done. Even as adults, we struggle with that, right? So this is the time to help them practice that, as you said, autonomy of saying, okay, I have seven hours. I have two things to do. How long will these things take me? When should I start them? That's a really important skill to be practicing. And I would say for you as the adult or the parent, if you aren't a student or don't have students, this is just as important, right? We do tend to take more vacation over the summer. Even if you're not taking vacation, a lot of work and offices slow down. And so we hear from a lot of our adult clients that it's just harder to keep in a rhythm. And they kind of are like, I'll just regroup in the fall. I'll regroup in the fall. And yes, there is a certain element where that makes sense. And it's, you're outside more, it's nice. You're probably going to more events and just needing to have a little bit of a break. But the non-negotiables for the adults are really important as well. And I kind of think of them just a little bit differently of picking two or three things that you're going to consistently do every day in your routine that doesn't change, even if you're traveling, even if you're having an off day. So maybe that is drinking a certain amount of water or getting up out of bed and taking some time in the morning to exercise or making your bed every day, whatever it is, picking a couple things that are part of your routine and you do them every day, no matter what, is really going to help make your summer feel a little bit more consistent. Even if maybe 90% of your routine goes out the window for the summer, if you can keep some order and rhythm, it's going to help the fall be an easier adjustment. The adults are a little different because we don't necessarily all have the whole summer up with hours right. and hours of free time, but it still feels, and we hear this from a lot of our clients, still feels really open-ended a lot of the time and just not our normal rhythm. So trying to keep some consistency or some threads of consistency in your day are going to help make the fall and your adjustment back to kind of a busier schedule a lot easier. Absolutely. And then I think as you were talking, I'm thinking about this idea of stacking, right? And for adults, if you can keep those things consistent that like at this time or this is my morning routine, then when things go back to quote normal or they get busier in the fall, you can start stacking them because you've already had the foundation of this healthy routine started. I think of, I don't know, a morning routine of I shower, I brush my teeth, I eat breakfast, I grab my purse, get in the car. Maybe the first thing I do is do five seconds of motivation. Maybe not five seconds, but one minute of meditation before I start driving, right? And then maybe in the fall, you're like, oh, I know traffic's going to get worse. I'll add an extra minute or something like that, right? It's already there as a structure. So now you're just adding a little bit more and stacking it to something that you're already doing. And I think that balance piece of it is so important because in the same way that the college students need balance, right? They can't just sit home all day. That doesn't feel good after a while. For us too, even when we're relaxing or getting that free time or those big breaks, it starts to feel a little spirally at a certain point if we don't have some mechanisms in place. So I think if you're someone who in the past you've said, wow, when I get out of my routine, it's either all or nothing. I'm either really focused on top of things or everything falls apart. I would encourage you to think about what are a few things I can keep doing consistently to find that balance, even in kind of these more downtime periods like the summer or like a vacation that communicates to my brain that I'm still 
on top of things and things are still moving forward, but I'm also relaxing. I'm also not having to manage all of my typical stress level and responsibilities. So, you know, the other thing is that we get a lot of questions from families. Should we take a break over the summer or even from our adult clients? And it's totally up to the individual client. But what we have found is that the summer is a really great time to keep practicing these skills because you don't have all the stress of your school assignments and overwhelmed with the hustle and bustle of the school year. And so a lot of times we can take a few steps back and work on some of the more kind of broad goals that our clients have, as opposed to just being in the weeds with all of their daily tasks and assignments. Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Because I know you deal with that too, of trying to help clients figure out the summer. Exactly. Over the summer, we really try to teach those EF skills, but in a really fun and engaging way, right? So especially for students and young adults, doing something that they've wanted to do, but haven't been able to get to it. So maybe they're doing some sort of coding program, or they wanted to make a GoPro movie, or they want to organize your room, organize their room, like we had mentioned before, right? Finding, meeting with a coach, and again, it can be weekly, it can be every other week, but having someone to help them break it all down into these manageable chunks. And you're really learning those EF skills, but it's not when you're feeling like calculus is taking over your life or you're juggling all of these different things. So we help them break it down. We help them assign how long things will take, right? That estimating of how long things are going to take. I feel like that's the hardest thing for some of the students. And they're like, I have no idea. It's hard to have an idea if you've never done it. So we want them to estimate. We want them to assign these arbitrary deadlines. And then we want them to reflect what worked and what didn't work. And those kinds of fun things are things that we try to incorporate over the summer because the summer is about having fun, right? We're not sitting in seven hours of school. So we want them to do things that they enjoy, but we want them to learn those skills while they do it. So if this sounds like something you're curious about or that typically your summers and your house go completely haywire, as always, feel free to reach out. We're happy to chat with you and talk about some more strategies around keeping your summer going strong so that you and your students are prepared for the fall. As Emily said, it's about having fun and we want to help foster that without all of this tension in the house around mismatched expectations of what your teenager is supposed to be doing all summer. Hopefully these ideas were helpful. And Emily, thank you so much for joining today. We are definitely going to have you come back on at another time. But yeah, check out our website. We have all our summer programs up on there and you can always reach out for a call if you want to chat a little bit more about some of these options over the summer. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Life Solve podcast. If you are looking for more strategies and support to help you or a loved one navigate executive function challenges, we would love to hear from you. Schedule a free discovery call with one of our expert coaches today or learn more about our coaching programs by visiting our website at www.life solvedcoaching.com. See you next time.